It's Sam Poe on the stand side before he lands the second match. Before he lands in the lead by Havilek and goes on from Sam Hello and welcome to episode 2 of We're Going Chasing. I'm James. This is Killian to the right of me here. Um, this is obviously the second week of the podcast. Last week we were just on Spotify. This week we're on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, so we're going to have two podcasts this week. We'll have our usual podcast reviewing the racing from uh, last week and previewing the racing this coming weekend and secondly to that we've got this special episode with a very special guest rob atchison of rob core racing thanks very much for joining us today rob how are you doing i'm good jed like is as you say it's your second podcast my first and last um would prefer if we had two mics so we could stop handing those same one about, but sure, look, you live and learn, you'll get it sorted in the next few weeks and you'll have quality content coming out. Yeah, I suppose just to touch on the mic situation and um, with the technical gremlins today, we couldn't seem to figure out how to get two mics uh, working together um, on, on the on the laptop. So uh, we're, we're down to one today, but um, we'll make it work anyway and we should have some good content today. Um, Rob's going to go through the string for the season and hopefully we can find a few winners in that so um in terms of the running order for today um we're going to start off with the novice hurdlers uh then we'll move on to the novice chasers and lastly we'll move on to the older horses and the open company horses then so rob um to start us off we're going to look at maybe foxy girl and wallace allinger what are the plans for them for the season or how are they going at home as sure look, um, Foxy, she came over from France as a three-year-old. She ran in the pre-wild Monarch, the listed mare's race first time out. She finished second there. Um, the form of the race has worked out okay. We let her off for the year because we're becoming fond of giving mares extra time. And look, she'll go novice hurdling this year, stick to the mare's program, try pick up a few quid. Um, Wallace, <laughs> Wallace is a tough one. He's not Bob, but we still think he has a bit of ability, so I wouldn't I wouldn't write him off totally. Um hoping to win a maiden hurdle as per then see if he can step up into sort of listed or greater company. I don't think it'll be great on though. Very good. Thanks for that, Rob. I suppose that brings us on to the next horse we have there um on our list to, to queer you on. Uh Hidden Valley Lake. He's actually entered this weekend. He is, yeah. He's entered in Nasan Navin. One is 2-3 and the other is 2-4. The preference would probably be for Navin, but as we're recording this on Tuesday night, we won't know if he's balloted out of either until tomorrow morning. So mid-morning we'll know whether we're going or not. Yeah, so I suppose that brings us on to our last two on the list that are trained by Henry. So if we've um, October, the point-to-point winner, and uh, Terms of Endearment, who's uh came from the flash um running your own colours then yeah um yeah this is a bit of a sore subject at the moment um we've actually found out on tober this morning he's gonna be out for the season so 
he had a small he had a small tear in his tendon, so it's gonna be he's fourteen percent tear. It's you're just gonna have to give him time off. Look, there's nothing you can do. We're absolutely gutted about it, but it's that time of year and we're just one of the unfortunate ones. Who do you, who else? Oh, Term of Endearment, yeah, Jesus. Um, she won't be going juvenile hurdling this year, as said, with Foxy, that um, we're kind of giving our mares time now just to develop. Like, in the last few years, we had Zarka Eve and Jin on Lime run as juveniles, and they didn't flourish at all. Whereas, sort of, when they matured, Zarka Eva won a grade three chase in Punchestown as a four-year-old getting the weight allowance. And Jin won five or six in a row then last summer. It's just time is what we want to give him. And hopefully she's at a rating on the flat. She's 100. And hopefully, yeah, when, when we go hurdling, if we go hurdling, that um, she can be a big player in the Mare's Novice Hurdle down the line. That's extremely disappointing to hear um, about Ann Tubber. You know, because he obviously so many people had such high expectations for him this year. He was very high in the market for both the Ballymore and the Albert Bartlett. Do you think um, that he was going to live up to them expectations? Had he high ex- high hope for high hopes for him this year? Ah, sure. Yeah, look, it's it's at the it's at the stage of the season where you're just dreaming about what was going to come ahead. Um, like the form of the point to point worked out so well then when we heard that he was having a bit of heat in his tendon and he was going to get he was going to get it scanned it was just kind of look it was fucking fairly heartbreaking when the text came in this morning that he was gone but look all this has been released on thursday isn't it yeah right so all i can say is whatever date today the 7th or the 8th that um that um just don't back him for the ballymore or bartlett now he's gone for the year very disappointing that. Okay, while sticking with our novice hurdlers, we move on to Gardens. Uh, just having a look at Irish Point there, he obviously came from France. Some quite impressive farm over there. Was entered in Down Royal last weekend, didn't run. What are your expectations and hopes for him this season? Yeah, no, really looking forward to Irish Point. Um, he's good. He was a great one bumper winner. Uh, won over a mile and a half in, in San Clue a really really nice horse called Ile Francais for Tom George now who went out last Friday and put some of the best four year old hurdlers in France in their place in Autoy so yeah sure look if he if he trains on like the runner up did sure look he could be anything like it's he's one we're really looking forward to now um, I wouldn't really look at him as an anti-post punter or anything like that at the moment it's he's a small framed horse we had him entered in Cork on the Sunday as well we didn't want to run him on the real deep ground to start off, that um, just because he's so light framed, in case he sort of emptied out for the rest of the season. So yeah, look, it's really looking forward to him now. At this early stage, I know it's very hard to tell, but I'm going to put you on the spot a small bit here. Give me a trip for Irish Point this year. What's he going to be best over? Two mile, two and a half mile, three mile. You're on the spot. Uh, it won't be three mile anyway. I'd say. I'd say in time it'll probably be that. But um, oh, sure, look, he's it's it's tough enough to tell. He's a Joshua tree. Um, I wouldn't know too much about how they've gotten on trip wise. Won his bumper over a mile and a half. He was sort of those AQPS bumpers. They're sort of kept to the mile and a half. So look, you start him off at two miles if you need to put him up to two and a half. But no, I can't. I can't give you a concrete answer there. To be honest with you. 
Uh, so moving on to another one of Gordon's uh, more prominent novice hurdlers for yourselves this season, um, Absolute Notions, uh, winner of the Goffs Land Rover bumper at Punchestown last season. Uh, form of that on the face, but looks really strong, like six and a half lengths back to second, another five and a half lengths back to third. The thirds won a bumper and ran well in the maiden hurdle. Like I like the way he came off a strong pace that day and just quickened up and put it to bed fairly fairly easily. Um, he must be one you're really looking forward to this season. 100% yeah um, I remember I don't know if the lads are remember now but we talk most days and the day after the Land Rover bumper I was shiting on about the time for comparison comparatively to the rest of the races and look they went an almighty clip the mare out in front um, and look he hit the line really hard uh, he's another one I'd say we're going to try and keep him to better ground now just to start off, because again, he wouldn't be the biggest horse in the world, even though he's really strengthened up over the summer. Uh, yeah, look, two miles, his breeding-wise, a Milan out of a beneficial mare. I don't know how how many people are into their crosses, but McFabulous would be the same cross. So I'd say start two miles and me could fairly well end up at two and a half over, over towards the end of the season. Very good. Thanks for that, Rob. Um, so that sort of brings us to a close really on the novice hurdlers uh, so we'll move on to our next segment now which is around novice chasers I suppose here we'll be able to chat about these horses a bit more they've been on the track for over a year at least so we'll know more about them sort of tripwise ground conditions and so on uh, so the first one I'd like to talk about is a horse called Hartwood trained by Henry um, I didn't actually, I never heard of the horse until today. I uh, just saw he was entered in Navin in a two-mile uh, beginner's chase on Sunday. It's actually quite a deep race. Um, part of our tent to follow, Flame Bearer, trained by Willie, is is entered in that as well. Um, I suppose Hartwood, I just had a quick look at his form there. He's came over from France, ran a few times over hurdles, and it's nice to see you're going straight over fences with him, four-year-old. We're going chasing. That's it now. Um, so I suppose... Um, where do you see his prospects lie this season and, and how good is he? That's a great move there, Killian. You had four horses to choose from to start with and give an introduction on how these horses have been on track for over a year and that we can discuss more about them. <laughs> and then you choose the four-year-old who has never run <laughs> in Ireland or England under rules, like, you know. <laughs> um, Hartwood, yeah. Hartwood, he, he's won. He ran a few times in France. I think he ran, certainly ran enough to get a handicap hurdle mark because he won a listed hurdle, a listed handicap in Autoy in February or March. Ran in a few grade ones as a three-year-old, won that handicap off top weight then this year. And I think that'd have him up around the mid-140s. So I I think you're finding more people are going novice chasing with four-year-olds in the last few years just to try and make try and make use of that weight allowance. So as you said, he's entered on Sunday. I think off the top of my head, he'll be getting eight pounds off the older horses for that. So yeah, look, it's... He, he's only four for another two months, month and a half. So, yeah, I should look, try and, try and pick up a few quid. I suppose that brings us on to our next horse. It's a horse that frustrated me quite a bit last year, Grand Jury. You know, he seems to have quite a bit of ability. He split Ginto and Hollow Games at Nace. But he travelled so well into that race and he didn't quite see it out like you'd expect. You know, looking at that two furlongs out, he's the winner of the race. Travelled superbly, didn't finish it out. 
again, it was quite poor at Leopardstown. And, you know, maybe a small bit disappointing at Cheltenham. He travelled well, I'd imagine, on the boat over. <laughs> Didn't travel quite well um, at Cheltenham. But just throughout his races last year, even in his maiden hurdle, um, you know, I think he bet Ardla by about two lengths or that. Travelled very well, didn't quicken away, maybe, like like you'd expect. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I could, you could certainly say that. I bet the Lawler's an ace. I think turning in, he looked the obvious winner. But, look, you can say he didn't find much. I'd say that uh, Jinto was just really, really game. Um he he's one he's one I'd expect to improve for offense now to be honest with you. It's look, I know that's very cliche, but if even if you go back to his point to point, he bet Manella Kakuner. So he's obviously he's obviously able to jump offence. He's a bit he's a bit mad now that he's one of those types that if he sees something a mile away, there could even be just a bird flying in the air. The head could go a bit. So Look, it's one of those, there's been plenty of horses like that before. You'd hope that offensive put a bit of manners on him. I think he's one that he's one that could surprise people now this year, but look, you never know until you never know until they go out and do it on track. Hopefully he's not travelling down to the last fence in Cheltenham looking all over the winner and then doesn't find off the bridle now, but look, we'll see. It's really looking forward to him now. For a horse like that who have been running over, uh, we'll say, intermediate trips and is travelling quite well and not finishing it out, would you be thinking maybe more so going up in trip, going down in trip? Is there any, um, we'll say, protocol? I know it varies from horse to horse, but we'll just even say with Grand Jury, you know, do you have any plans for him this year in terms of trip? Um, I know, look, it's... The Lawlers is only the really the real day where you could say he didn't find anything. When you go back to his when you go back to his bumper and his maiden hurdle, uh, I think both were in Punchestown. He just did enough to win. Like it's not. I think there was still loads of horse there. He just wasn't very honest about it. But um, but no, I'd say tripwise will be going up to three miles. I, I'd imagine now. I think we were we were contemplating it for a lot of last year. We went to two and a half. We were unsure whether to enter him in a Martin Pipe or even a Bartlett. So, yeah, I'd say we'll experiment. I'd say he'll start off. He'll start off at two and a half in Navin or sorry Nace on Saturday if he gets in. And yeah, so look, we'll see from there. Yeah, that probably is a fair enough point too that you made on Jinto. Um, he's obviously a huge loss for the sport uh, going forward this year, but he was an extremely hardy type. You know, he battled fierce well in his races. Um, so maybe it was a case of, of Jinto's class rather than, um, you know, we'll say Grand Jury um, not being the best uh, off the bridle. But that brings us me on to my next horse that I have to discuss with you. Ain't that a shame? Ain't that a shame? How unlucky was he in the Munster National? You know, coming to the last, it looked... He had put in one or two hairy jumps is all, but had jumped well throughout um, pretty much. And coming to the last, you know, it certainly looked like he was the winner. Off a rating of one four two. you'd imagine there's still juice in that mark. What are your plans for him now going forward? Yeah, um... I know I wasn't the happiest going home in the car after that. Nothing. Now it's just with the horse more than anything else. Like um, came down, came down to the second last. Jumped it really well. All he had to do was put the same jump in at the last, and I think he would have won. Now 
I don't want to say that taking anything away from the winner. I think I thought he battled really well. He was really tough in the day. Um, got five pounds for that. We'll go to the Troy Town and see. Look, he. I don't think he'd be a world beater. He's still he's still a novice. So if the Troy Town doesn't go our way, we can go win a beginner's chase somewhere and see where we line up from there. Very best of luck. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing him. I, th I think he definitely has juice in that mark. I uh, suppose that moves us on to the last sort of horse we have down on Henry's list here um, for Novice Chasers, uh, Journey With Me. Uh, I suppose, like, from from his first day on the track when he when he won that bumper in Gorn Park, he was being compared to Bob Ollinger nearly straight away. Um, same bumper, same colours, same rider, same trainer. Um, I suppose he, he didn't really live up to that in his, his first season hurdling. Um won a maiden hurdle, looked a really strong maiden hurdle at the time. Uh, Manila crooner and Kilcrush in behind in Leopardstown. Uh, won the auction race in, in Nace then uh, before running and falling in the Ballymore. Um, season sort of just petered out from then a bit maybe. All the runs sort of came up and caught up with him um, when he was up to three miles in Punchestown. Um, he's a horse that I'd assume will improve for, for going chasing. Uh, winner of a point to point so um, what are your plans for him this season and I suppose just alluding to a question we got um, um, is it would you prefer to keep your horses separate in big races or are you happy to run them against each other I suppose we see here there's a number of staying chasers you alluded with Grand Jury there um, maybe Jerry Colomb and Gentleman's Game that we'll touch on later yeah uh Journey with me, his season, as you said, it did kind of peter out a bit, but he was a tough one now because if if people remember last, I know we're getting loads of rain this this past sort of six, eight weeks, but we didn't get a drop all last winter. Like it's um you couldn't get those heavy ground horses out at all and to the point where our hand was kind of just forced that we had to run in Leopardstown. Like if we could have got him out the middle of November, end of November, that would have been ideal. So, yeah, look, it's Ballymore. I think Ballymore can explain the Punchestown run because he took a big fall. If people remember, the screen actually came up for him. That, um, he, but he was just winded. So, look, it's we're really grateful for that, that we're still able to run him and he's here and happy. So, yeah, look, it's we'll try him off again. We'll start at two and a half. We'll start at two and a half miles. Uh, if we need to go up or down, then we can. I know a lot of people were um, disagreeing with the trip that he ran over last year. But, um, yeah, sure, look, it, it is what it is. We ran the horse in the race we thought was probably best for him. Uh, similar to the point, I know, uh, from seeing people tip up Tubber as well, that people think we have an affinity for the Valley more. But, no, it's, it's very much. And, and moving on to that. We'll run the horses in the race we think will suit them best. It's beginners' chases, winners of ones, winners of twos, things like that. We'll try and keep them separate. But when it comes to, when it comes to the big day, the grade ones, the grade twos, if if the race will suit them best, go for the race. Like it's, I know people are talking about how will they split them into the National Hunt Chase? How will they split them into the RSA? Look, it's again, it's it's completely down to what suits the horse best. Very good, very good. Um, that brings us on to uh, Jerry Colomb. 
you have anything to say about Jerry? I have a lot to say about Jerry. <laughs> um, yeah, J- Jerry Clome is a horse I, I liked a lot um, from from his couple of bumper runs. Um, yeah, I thought he was the perfect Ballymore type. Um, suffice to say, I got it wrong. Um, he's not the fastest in the world. Uh, Jerry Speed, I was calling him for a while. Um, not really that speedy. Um, I suppose, yeah, looking at him, he, he, he looks to be an ideal one, really, for a, a National Hunt Chase, an RSA, Irish National type sort of horse um like winner of a grade three in his last start i suppose he's probably a bit ground dependent is he um so i suppose like the rain that we're getting now it's really setting us up for a jerry winter <laughs> a real real jerry winter so um i suppose um what are your plans for him this season where do you see him running and i suppose just looking at one of the questions we got as well um for this uh from the jumps blogger not the racing blogger the jumps blogger uh, he says a potential starting point for Jerry Colombo or offences. Starting point, uh, there's nothing concrete yet. It's one of those, he'll start to be entered in the next sort of seven to ten days, I'd say. Um, I know you mentioned the National Hunt Chase there. Look, it's it's a race. It's a race I wouldn't be too keen on now, personally. I don't know how Brian feels. I don't know how they'll feel in Cullentra, whether it's they have that in mind for them, but I think if you're going for a National Hunt chase, you're probably not the quality for an RSA. And if you're not that, then mark-wise, you're not going to be sort of in the... As a novice who's running three or four times in prep, that you're not a second-season novice, you're probably not going to be at an almighty mark. So I don't see why you'd go there rather than an Irish National, which is over the same trip is worth half a million like it's just something that doesn't appeal to me at all um i think go where go where the pot is and go with where you have but again look if it came up absolutely bottomless or something at cheltenham you wouldn't be guaranteed that in fairy house so look you never know i've there's no harm in getting it out there that wouldn't be my preference anyway i don't speak for everyone but um, yeah, look, we'll see where we end up. He used to go and win his beginner's chase first before we start thinking about the spring. Very good, very good. Uh, that brings us on to our first mouse Mars, uh, <laughs> uh, mouse horse of the of the evening. So, gentleman's game. Talk to me about gentleman's game. He's obviously had two years over hurdles, um, you know, so he's got that bit more experience. Some nice farm there last year. Where are you looking at him this year? Yeah, no, he's won. He'd probably be the horse I'm looking forward to most out of ours going chasing. I think he's absolutely littered with ability. Like, um, it's one he didn't, he stayed hurdling last year. The intention was to go chasing. He was schooling really well, but... um. He picked up an eagle, and unfortunately, he was out until Christmas then, so he said, we'll give it another year. Um, unfortunately, he's picked up another eagle, so he won't be out until Christmas again, but we are absolutely going chasing this year, as we are going chasing. Um, so yeah, Gil, he's one He's one that really excites me. His, his year was a funny year last year. Like, um, Ran in a pretense qualifier first time out, and... Ran well to a point and then just kind of got eaten up. Um, then went to Gorin and ran an absolute stinker. But then really, really came back to form towards the end of the year. 
one round Tarlis in a conditions hurdle and then finished third in the Punchestown Stairs behind Classical Dream. So yeah, I think that has him up to about one five two, one five three, which should be a high enough mark going chasing now. I know I know open hurdlers are rated higher than novice hurdlers in general, but no, really looking forward to him now. He's a point to point winner. Delighted, can't can't wait to see him over a fence. Yeah, just looking at that last race, that's got to be some of the best, we'll say, for novice chasers this year, looking at uh, their hurdling career, that's got to be some of the best form available. Like, he was about three lengths off Classical Dream. Classical Dream rated 163. Um, Gentleman's Game was rated 149 that day, obviously off level weights, and was only three lengths behind him. Now, even looking at his mark at the moment, he's actually rated 150. So, I suppose there's two points there. First of all, you know, his form going into Navas Chasing is quite impressive. Secondly, still only rated 150, was only three lengths off Classical Dream in a grade one. If Navas Chasing does or doesn't work out, would you possibly think at some stage in his career you could be going back hurdling and try and make use of that mark in the handicap? Uh, no, <laughs> it's the simple answer. Um, you have to take it. You can't, until they go out and it doesn't really work out, you can't really plan to be going back. You, uh, my outlook on life is always look forward. We only move forward. So, um, yeah, look, it's a, yeah, I actually got his mark wrong. I thought he was 153, 154. Thanks for correcting me. Um, no, but sure, look, it's it's really good form. Um, he's still only, uh, he's, six, he's six going seven now, is he? Yeah, so look, it's one. It's really, really looking forward to him now, and it's great to see the mouse have a good one. Like it's, I think people are forgetting how well mouse has done with this horse and how well mouse is able to prep one for the big day. I'd say he's probably ran in eight races under rules, is it? Yeah. And he's placed in three Grade Ones. He placed in a Grade. He was second in at the Dublin Racing Festival on his second start over hurdles. He was then second in Punchestown behind Gallop and Deschamps, which was just really unlucky, to be honest with you. He just ran into one. And then third behind Classical Dream. Yeah, look, it's really looking forward to him. It's I know any time I talk about him or any time someone mentions him to me, I just can't stop smiling because I'm really looking forward to him. Very good, very good. And we're big fans of Mouse, as I said, so myself and Killian are very much looking forward to it as well. Um, that brings us on to um, Gordon's Horses. Uh, Saint Felician. What do you reckon? What do I reckon? Um, he was a tough enough one to place last year, being that he was four turning five, but wasn't a novice. He ran once in France, won in March. The form of that worked out really well. So look, he was able to run the conditions hurdle in Gorn and won that. I know the horse behind him, Slip of the Tongue, won a listed hurdle after that. So the strong of that is relatively... The form of that even is relatively strong. Uh, he then went to Nace and was second behind Arasso, who you know I absolutely adore. I think he's an absolute superstar that he always turns up, runs his race and picks up loads of money. Um, so look, that's good form. The Carl Cup didn't just didn't go to plan. Um, we thought we thought he was well handicapped because it was just I, I suppose we were kind of thinking like everyone else. I think punters they like to go for potential rather than rather than what they know. And I think that's probably why he went off favourite. But 
look, he's he was bought to be a chaser last season. It's just about giving him a bit of time. And, yeah, if hopefully he can pick up a few races now. Very good. So that's uh, bringing us on to, we'll say, our open company hurdlers and open company chasers. Killeen, I'll leave you start off. Where are you starting? I'm starting with, I suppose, the Robcore flagship horse, um, Bob Ollinger. Um, I suppose the news broke the last few weeks that he's he's going back over hurdles, uh, entered in the Liz Mullen hurdle on Sunday. I suppose maybe, uh, I suppose his, his chasing career started out well last year, won a beginners, uh, won a grade three, and then I suppose just for whatever reason struggled a bit in his last two starts. Um, so what was behind the decision to go back to hurdles and where do you see him sort of shaping up this season? Well, the first thing I have to correct, John, the Robcar flagship horse is and always will be Chris's dream. It, that's just, that is a fact. He's the king. Bob is pretty good, but Chris is Chris. Um, yeah, no, it's, look, it's, as everyone knows, last season didn't really go to plan towards the end. I think if you look back at, if you look back at the Turners, I think he hit four out and he just hurt himself. I think, like, if you look at it comparatively to the Ballymore, he came up the hill in the Ballymore, I think it was going 31 or 32 miles an hour, and he came up the hill in the Turners at 23 miles an hour. It, he just wasn't right. Now, look, Alvin Deschamps would have hammered him, like, but we haven't lost faith in him. As as a punter, I'm like, I don't punt our horses, but if I was someone else, I'd be taking him on. I think... As much as I love the horse, I think if you're looking at that, he's he has to go out and do it. He's on he's on a bit of a recovery mission at the moment. Now, the Liz Mullen, he'll be getting weight from Florian Porter, Zana here, and the other a few of the other main protagonists in. But yeah, look, it's he's working well. It's it's one of those like it's you just until he goes out and does it on the track again, you can't you don't really know. It's you can only show so much at home without to give you fill you with that confidence and yeah look hopefully i have full faith in him i know all our camp have full faith in him and look we think he's a special horse so hopefully hopefully he goes out and proves that right so you're saying starting off at the list mullen uh longer term what are you thinking tripwise i think the stairs was mentioned was it yeah, no, win, lose, or draw at the stairs. Um, he's going to go to Leopardstown for the... Oh, sorry, it's, this is a bit of an announcement, I'd say. Um, we got permission off the family and from HRI at the start of October to call the Christmas hurdle, the Jack de Bromhead Christmas hurdle. So he'll go there no matter what to give a go at winning that. And look, if, if you go and run well in that, I suppose you have to go to the stairs. If not... I don't think he's probably a champion hurdle horse myself. I think when you look back at his novice hurdles, he hit the line so hard in Navin and Cheltenham that um, I don't think three would be out of the equation at all. I think if anything, that's where he's going to be most comfortable. Um, but look, if it doesn't work out, you have the Aintree hurdle either. It's, the options are open. It's one of those we're going to find out as the season goes on. So, look, I can't tell you more than that. Yeah, that that is a, a really a really nice gesture um, to rename that that race at Christmas, uh, the Jack the Bromhead Hurdle. Uh, so so hat tip to you to you there. Um, moving on from that, 
Bob Ollinger. Now, I don't know if I have the credentials to tell Rob of Robcore, <laughs> the, the, the man who puts the Rob in Robcore, that he's wrong. But Rob, I think you're wrong. I think if you look at Bob Ollinger over hurdles and just focus on two races, the first race, Maiden Hurdle at Gorn, finishes second to Fernie Hollow. They're going a snail's pace the whole way around, and then it's a sprint at the finish. Fernie Hollow, we know loads of speed. Bob was only about a neck, maybe half a length off him that day. Then look at the Ballymore. Jumped superbly. Very quick. Quickened away from two horses who maybe are three milers, but quickened away super- superbly. And at the time, there was people saying, you know, f- they were talking about Fahim. Fahim won a Ballymore and stepped back to a champ- or and stepped back to two miles around the champion hurdle. I think that Bob Allinger is best suited to two miles rather than three miles. And uh, with what I've said there, I'd be interested to, to hear what you have to say. Um, well, you're fully entitled to tell me that I'm wrong and we're wrong to say that we think he might be going up to three miles. But quite frankly, I'll just rebuttal to you. You are wrong. Um <laughs> Look, it's it's one of those, you'll never know. It's when you bring up the maiden hurdle, you have to remember he was beaten in that when it turned into a sprint. Now, I don't think, given the quality of horses that are going to be in the champion hurdle, that it's going to be a sprint. It's going to turn into a sprint. They'll go a fair clip like they always do in a champion hurdle. Um, Yeah, it's one of those. I mentioned already how hard he hit the line in Navin. And Navin in his uh, maiden hurdle in Nace in the Lawlers and in Cheltenham in the Ballymore. Um, look, it's one of those. It's we won't really know until we test out the waters. He's never he's never run under rules under over three miles. So yeah, we'll just see. But yeah, I'd be fairly confident he's going to be a three miler rather than two than a two miler with two extra years on his back. Like. Okay, well, at least I'm on record for for saying two miles now. So <laughs> we'll uh, we, we'll see as the season pans out. But uh, sincerely hope with Bob that uh, that everything goes well for him because uh, you know we've really enjoyed following him for the last couple of years and that. So um, you know, hopefully, hopefully he's versatile and uh, whatever he does, he does well. I suppose moving on from that, uh, we're going to look at two mayors uh, in Henry de Bromheads, Jinan Lime and Magic Days. So Magic Days obviously came back um, last week, finished second, quite disappointing that run, uh, was 7-2 on, um, you know, was, was certainly expected to, to run a bit better than she did. And Jinan Lime, you know, was fourth in the Kerry National, which was quite a quite a promising run, actually, the one that we mentioned earlier on, Durasso, the horse you like, uh, you know, always runs its race, finished third that day. So just wondering about them two for the season going forward. Yeah, look, Magic Days, it really, that really didn't go to plan anyway. Um, I think we were, I thought we were, we all overpicked the right race for her. But um, I suppose when you look at the run in the Arkle, her wind caught her there. And all we got done, we got the, we got the pallet fired at just after that, which I suppose did the job for Punches Town. But she's gone away and she's going to get the wind done properly now. So she probably, she won't be seen in the next in the short term anyway she might be back in january february hopefully but look i still think i still think she's a mare that has a few pounds in hand she might i thought she won in punches town really well i thought she won with a bit more up her sleeve 
I think she at her peak she could end up being a one four eight one four nine mare. I think she's off one four two or one four three at the moment. I know a few winners have come out of that race in Punchestown. I know you like one of them in particular. Um, yeah, look, it's I wouldn't give up on her by any means. It was really disappointing, particularly on the home track where we love to have winners. But look, it is what it is. You have to take you take the lows with the highs, I suppose, and. Look, we'll just get her started out and see where see where she takes us. Um, Jin, yeah, look, Jin is one. She ran up such a sequence last year that we went into Aintree in the grade one really, really confident. And I suppose whether it's she just wants further now, which the Kerry National would sort of indicate, but we're going to go for the cross country in Cheltenham in March and then go for the Grand National. Well, he didn't know that, did he? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's quite interesting. I was going to put the point to you and ask you if we were to follow one of them in in chases uh, this year, which one would we follow? Who's got more room in that mark? But I think considering one is going the cross country route and going to the Grand National, um, that sort of avoids that question, and uh, we keep a close eye on both of them. So I'll hand it over to Killian. There, what what do you have to say? Yeah, um, I might move on to the the king of Robcourt, as I've been correctly um, pointed out, is uh, is Chris's dream. Uh, I suppose if you look back, like Chris is some really high class form. Um, last season mightn't really worked out unseated in the Beecher and uh, down the field in the Thaestes. Um I believe you said earlier the plan was to go hunter chasing with him this season that he's his cert got so. Um, when when did you see Chris out and when should he be running at the track I suppose maybe he might be in a couple of point to points first but when should we see Chris back on the track uh, you'll see him fairly soon anyway we've had plenty of rain he's probably only a week out so he'll start being entered in point to points next week onwards um, the plan is to try and get him qualified as soon as possible because those who know Chris I know I know James hates him because of it that he he's He's uh, annoyingly good fresh, but um, look, he's one. Look, we absolutely adore the ground he walks on. I think if we get him qualified good and early and he can get there as fresh as possible, if he stays sound, he'd have a right chance in a hunter chase in the Fox Hunters. Okay, so that brings me on to two of Gordon's that I'd like to speak to you about. Uh, first of all, Chupu, um, you know, obviously had, had quite a good season at times last year, some very, very promising runs. And then secondly, Pencil Full of Lead, um, who we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, um, Chupu, he's he's one I think we learned a lot twor- lot about towards the end of the season there. Um, he started off, he won three graded races in a row in the fishery lane, the four-year-old race at Limerick at Christmas, and then... He won the Red Mills, the Champion Hurdle Trial in Gorham Park. Um, season, I suppose, petered out a small bit again. That um, he just didn't seem to go on the better ground at all at Cheltenham or Punchestown. So, yeah, while it didn't end how he wanted, I think we've learned a lot from him. Um, keeping the soft ground, I'd say the Morgiana is probably more likely than the Liz Mullen this Sunday. Um, two miles soft ground should give him a right chance. Um then, yeah, Pian Louis, which is pencil and Irish for those who aren't too aware. Uh, he's had a tough run of things at the moment. It's or previously. He's back in. He's we're taking it day by day. He had a tough 18 months. He only ran once in Ascot and it didn't go to plan. 
He's back in. He's in flying form now. I'd say the plan is going to be the Clamell Oil on Thursday week. Then, if we can keep him sound, we might look at sort of a Thiestes or one of those deep ground, those deep ground handicaps. If a Welsh national would even be an option, I'd say. Um, just try and make hay while the sun shines, while he's fit, and hopefully he stays fit. Yeah, pencil is certainly one. Um, you know, that's been off the track for a while, and um, you know, we've actually been talking about him. You know, wondering where he's going. So it's good to hear that he's back fit and well. Um, and long may it last. Yeah, so that brings us to our last horse on the list, and probably the most important. It's a French Dynamite trained by Mouse Morris. Um, I suppose myself and James alluded to on the podcast last week and our tend to follow that he was one we really liked for this season um went through some of his form from his last run over fences in april in punchestown uh el barra bustleton uh, fanned blues and gabby's cross all coming out and winning handicaps since then uh el barra winning the grade three in cork as well last sunday so i suppose the question is robbie he's going to run in the paddy power on saturday in cheltenham how has he been since the run in Thurles? And what are your expectations for him for the season then going past that? Uh, yeah, he came out of that race in Tarlis really well. I thought he won it with a bit. He won it really well. Like I thought he was spot on in the day. To be fair to Mouse, he had him A1. Um, look, sure, look, he's going to travel over tomorrow at half three. And um, look, we, we, we like him for it. We think he's a, he's a good handicap profile. Um He's only up a pound off his Irish mark, even though he was off one four five in Ireland after the run in Punchestown. He got two pounds for standing in a field during the summer. Um, yeah, it's one of those. If he handles the big field, we think he'd have a right chance because he normally likes to dominate. So he probably won't be going out from the front. But um, yeah, look, we'll see. We'll see how he goes. No doubt, we we like our chances. No doubt, a load of other people like their chances. So. Shalok, we we can see we can see how he handles it, and if he does, he should have a good chance. Um, going forward, then I'd say I'd say he'll end up over three miles before the end of the season. I think he saw out the race in Thurles really well, which he didn't really do when he was running over three miles in open hurdles two years ago. So look, it's we'll see how he comes out of Saturday first, and then make plans for him after that. Very good. Uh, the one thing I would say about that Paddy Power chase is I've seen bits and pieces in places the last couple of years saying Irish horses don't win the Paddy Power chase, but indeed we were actually looking at it. You know, Irish horses generally don't run in that Paddy Power chase, so you know I'd be um, I wouldn't be putting too much um, on that really. So I suppose that brings us on to our final section. Um, we have some questions in from Twitter uh, from some of our followers. Uh, so the first is, and I'll be as quick as I can here now because uh, you know we've, we've obviously held you for quite a while. The first is from S- Small Pass Sutton. Uh, he wanted to know what's your favourite Robcore horse. I think um, you were saying already that that's Chris's dream. So we'll move on from that. We've won then from PQ. Um, he wants to know what's your favourite win. Uh, favourite win? Jeez, uh, that's a bit of a tough one. I'd say... Probably poker party winning the Kerry National there a few years ago. That was a that was a super day. I think Galway gets any amount of crowds, but I think Listowel is probably up there for me now as the best racing festival in the country. Um, yeah, look, there's any amount. We've been really lucky with some of the races we've won. We've won Tri Towns, Kerry Nationals, Grade Ones, Grade Twos, Grade Threes. Look, it's it's they're all they're all sort of great to have. We're really lucky at the position we're in, but I'd say to be poker party. 
Very good, very good. Um, so just the last couple of ones here now. Um, so Brian Williams has gone on to us and asked us for two horses for this season to keep an eye on. Um, first one wouldn't be for this season. It would be for next season. Uh, we're after buying a horse from Germany called Virginia Storm. I really like his profile for going for going hurdling. Um, he's out. He's a soldier hollow out of a Diane mare. The mare won the German St. Ledger, so he should have no problem getting the two miles. Um, I think we were chuffed with ourselves getting a 108-rated flat horse to go hurdling. Then about 10 days later, high definition was fought to go hurdling, so we, we got outdone there. But yeah, no, he's a nice horse. I'd say if he takes a jump, and he could, he could be very competitive in good races. Uh, second one then, ooh, second one I would say, I'd say take a chance on Irish Point going forward for the year. I really like him. You saw me kind of fawning about him earlier on. So, yeah, really like him. The form's worked out well from France. So, yeah, take a chance on him. Very good. So, Irish Point, make sure to take a note of it. And secondly, Virginia Storm, stick it in your trackers next year, maybe... September, October time, um, we'll be seeing him. So there's two free. And then I suppose just the last question. I know I, I said it to you earlier. I wouldn't ask, but I, I've, I've no choice really. Um, so gun to your head. Give us one horse anti-post for the Cheltenham Festival next March. Gentleman's game for the RSA. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> fairly to the point. No messing there. <laughs> That was that was confidence. So um, there's another one for you, um, you know. So that that brings us to the end um, of this podcast. Thanks very much to you for listening. Thanks, a sincere thanks to to Rob here for for taking the time this evening to talk to us. It's greatly appreciated. Um, we're obviously a brand new podcast, uh, only starting out. So to to get somebody like Rob on the show, um, you know, is is a great honor. So thank you, thank you very much for that, uh, Rob. I suppose the other thing is, if we had Brian here, I couldn't really be telling Brian that uh, <laughs> he's he's wrong about Bob Ollinger. But um, you know, maybe Rob is is a bit less uh, intimidating. <laughs> But, um, you know, so t thanks a million. Um, make sure to tune in weekly. Um, again, our podcast is going to be on YouTube going forward, Spotify, Apple, you know, so it's readily available. Um, it'll be out every Wednesday night going forward. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you've picked up a few things from Rob. Um, and, yeah, enjoy the weekend's racing. Thanks very much. Goodbye.